If you have your Bible, turn to the book of Habakkuk, and we are going to read from there. And uh, today I just want to share with you, um, the topic basically is living by faith. Living by faith. And I think it's, it's very important, you know, especially if, if in, our, in our complex uh, world, there is nothing as important as learning to listen to the Lord, especially during this time in, in our world, because we are facing all kinds of difficulty that's going on. How many of you heard the, the, the company that's putting chips? Anybody heard that? Ain't that, ain't that something? It's, it's getting close, ain't it? I mean, this, it's just temporary right now. You know, that they can, they volunteer, and I think there was uh, 15 employees that took that chip. They put it in their hands, and then they can go, and it's almost like a credit card that they have the information. So it's just a matter of time. But thank the Lord we won't be here when they start really doing that. But, it's you know, you think about that and say, wow. And then Pastor was preaching on Sunday regarding, you know, buying and selling and all that, getting all... So we can see how our society is really changing. So we, we live in a in complex world. So I'm going to read from um, uh, Habakkuk chapter 2 and uh, verses 1 through 4. And then we'll, uh, we'll pray and we'll get into the lesson here, okay? And Habakkuk chapter 2 verses 1, it says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower, and I will watch to see what he will say unto me, and what shall and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me, and said, and said, Write the vision, and make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. Because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Now think about that for a minute. It, we find that the prophet Habakkuk waited for God to answer him. All right? Now here's the thing. We so impatient nowadays, we don't even want to wait for God to answer us. You know, but here it says that Habakkuk waited for the Lord. So that means to me that we are sometimes, even though sometimes God don't answer right away, we get so impatient and we stop praying for the things that we really want God to answer. And you know, if we just wait, you know, God will give us an answer, whether it's a yes or a no. He will give that answer. But sometimes we're so impatient that we don't want to wait. And we stop. And, you know, while you're doing that, maybe God was ready to answer your prayer. And yet, because you gave up and I gave up, that prayer never gets answered. I mean, in the Bible, it doesn't say that, remember the lady that went to the judge and she kept bugging him? And bugging him, and she and he said, "Man, I bet I better answer this lady. She's just a pain in the neck, you know, because <laughs> she's not gonna stop. She just keeps coming every day, every day, bugging me about this 
I got to take care of this. And maybe God is looking for one of us to be the same way, to keep bugging him and bugging him until he says, you know what? I got to answer this prayer because if I don't, this person is just going to keep going. It's almost like wrestling with God, right, in your prayer time so that God can answer. That's what Habakkuk did. He waited for God to give him an answer and what he was asking for. So, for example, sometimes, all right, we think that uh, that uh, we spend uh, waiting on God is wasted. But in reality, it's not. You know why? Because I, I believe that when we are praying and waiting on God, okay, that God is taking this opportunity right there to prepare our hearts to be able to hear his answer. You know? I mean, and, and first of all, it's, it's a good fellowship that you have with God, isn't it? When you're praying, it should be anyway, when your, your prayer time should be a good time of fellowship with God. And just because God is preparing your heart and preparing my heart to, to, to prepare to hear his answer for us. We got to understand that he is the God that made the heavens and the earth and, when, uh, and, he, and he spoke to Habakkuk. And when he spoke to Habakkuk, he also wants to speak to you and me. I mean, that's just the God that we have. He wants to speak to us. But the question is, do we take the time? And the Bible says it's living by faith, right? We have to learn because you know what? That's how the world we live in today is being bombarded with all kinds of things. And we have to learn to live by faith. And in, in all the Bible, okay, in all the Bible, there is no greater statement made to the Christian than this statement in Habakkuk 2.4. Look what it says there. It says, the, it says in 2.4, the just shall live by his faith. So we see right away here, and as we read the whole thing, we see right away that God divides all the world in this verse. All right? Look at the first phrase. It says, in the first phrase, okay, God says, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him. So who's God speaking here? God speaks of those who do not know God. Right there. That's what he says. Why? Because he said that, he says right there, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him. And then in the second phrase, it says this, but the just shall live by his faith. So God, who is God speaking to there? He's speaking to those that are saved. You see? So we see right away in this, okay, uh, in this verse, we see that the, it talks about the world versus the word. So here's the thing. We have a choice. It's our, our choice. Who are we going to listen to? Are we going to listen to the, the world when it speaks, or are we going to listen to the Word of God? And that's our choice. We have a choice to make. We have to decide, you know, because you know what? The world's going to speak to you, isn't it? With all the stuff that you're getting, whether you're on television, on the radio, uh, where you work at, it's, it's speaking to us. And then the word of God speaks to us. 
So we see right away, right here, that it's, it's, it's a battle taking place between the world and the word of God. And we have to choose which one you and I are going to decide who are we are going to listen to. So this is a choice we all must face when we are deciding how are we going to live by faith. Okay? So the question comes is, shall we live only for this world or shall we live according to the word of God? Right? It's a choice. We have to make. So God declares, listen, God declares that we are to live by faith. That's what God says. There's no in between. He wants us, because what the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. So we need to learn to live by faith. So as we look at this chapter and these four verses, how do I live by faith? What could I do to live by faith? I think there's three things we can learn right here uh, from, from this chapter. Number one, it says here, the object of our faith. The object of our faith. And Habakkuk 2 4 is, is quoted in Romans 117, it's in Galatians 311, and Hebrews uh, 1038. So turn to uh, uh, Romans 117. In Romans 117, the Bible says this, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from, the, from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. See that? And then also in, uh, in Galatians 3.11, go there to 3.11. And in Galatians 3.11, it says this, but that, but that no man is justified by the law in, in the sight of God. It is evident, for the just shall live by faith. And then in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38, in Hebrews 10.38 says this, now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. So we see right away there that God expects us to live by faith. It's teaching us right away that we, you and I, must live by faith in, in, our, in our lives. I mean, that's the choice we have we have to learn to live by faith. Now, here's the thing. The most important thing about faith is not having faith. What's the most important thing? But, the, but rather the object of the faith. So basically, where are you putting your faith in? Because you are going to put your faith in something. It's the object of the faith. All right? Either you are trusting the things of the world you trusting in yourself, that's your object. But the Bible says that our object should be on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing, you know, because we're all going to have faith in something. So the, what the object is should be the Lord Jesus Christ. That should be our object 
in, in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, tells us that Jesus Christ is the author and finisher of our faith. Is that right? You see, for example, I am leaving this Saturday. I'm taking the plane. And I'm putting my faith on who? On that pilot to take me from point A to point B, right? I'm putting my him. He's the object of my faith for that moment. But really, it should be Jesus Christ, right? I should be praying, saying, "Lord, please let's put a hedge around this plane. You know, help this pilot to drive, fly this plane right, and get us to the destination that we want to go to." You know, that's going to happen when you get in your car. Right? You have, you put in your faith that your car is going to start. Hopefully you got a good car that's going to start, right? But you, you're, you start in that car and you, on your automobile and you're hoping that it takes you from here to there. You having faith enough on your car to take you there. But really in reality, you should have faith that God will take you from point A to point B. You know? It's crucial that we learn to live by faith, and that faith should be on the Lord Jesus Christ and him alone. You know why? Because if we, look, how did you get saved? By faith, right? you trusting in, who are you trusting in? Trusting in Jesus Christ, right? You're trusting him to take you to heaven when you die. Anybody here seen Jesus? I don't see no hands, so that's good, <laughs> right? We're putting our faith in someone we've never seen, but we're trusting what the Word of God says, and we're putting our faith in Him. The object of our faith is in Jesus Christ. Living by faith, trusting in Him and everything we do, all right? So the question comes now, how can we live with everything we hope will go right, goes wrong. Anybody been there? You think everything, you want everything to go right, but everything goes wrong. Right? We've we all been there. You know, we all face things like that. Wouldn't it be nice if everything went right? <laughs> I mean, no problem whatsoever. You know, you're just going through life and everything is great. But we know we got to face the fact that's not going to happen. So the question is, where are you putting your faith in? You, you know, we need to remember that we need to put our faith, okay, in the Lord Jesus Christ. The object of our faith is him and him alone and nothing else. Even though circumstances may occur, even though problems may come, because we're going to face them. That's just life. Disappointment is going to come. That's life, you know? And sometimes we, we, because these things occur, we stop putting our faith in Jesus Christ. We give up. You, you've seen people that, you know, they've, they've been faithful, they've come to church and all that, and something occurs and then they stop. Why? Probably because... The object of the faith was not in Christ. The object of the faith, as long as things were going okay, you know, I'm going to be okay. 
But as soon as something occurs and something comes about that's messing my life, you know, I don't have, I don't want to deal with that. Let me ask you a question. How many of you, when, before you got saved, all right, now that you saved, how many have more problems now? Anybody? <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's because the devil was trying to attack you, right? Before he didn't have to attack you, you were his. You belong to his, so no matter what you did, he's not bothered with you. But now that you're saved, all of a sudden you're trying to live for the Lord. You're trying to do the right thing, and guess who's coming after you? To discourage you, you and me, so that we stop following the Lord Jesus Christ. But the key is, is that we have to come to the point and choose that Jesus Christ is going to be the object of my faith. Not the circumstances, not, not this church, not the preacher, not anybody, but Jesus Christ. So when those times come that are hard and tough, that you don't really know what to do, you know, you can still put your faith in the one that you know that can take care of it for you. Maybe not when you want it or when I want it, <laughs> right? But he's there if we just put our faith in him, the object of our faith. Because here's the thing, if you and I, all right, if you and I started, all right, living by faith in Christ, then we should finish living by faith, we should finish our task. You know, like Paul said, pressing towards the mark, right? I have fortified, I have finished the course. He kept faithful. And that's what God is looking for, for you and I to be faithful and put our faith in him. Because we need to learn to live by faith. Faith is what God is pleased with when he sees his children trusting him in every area of your life. It's crucial for each and every one of us. Remember, God has designed the Christian life so that we are able to be victorious in him no matter what is taking place around us. We can be victorious in Christ, you know? I mean, you've seen people going through difficulty, haven't you? And you wonder why they're still smiling. Why are they still having a joy when you know that what they're facing in life? Because of the object. They are putting their faith in Jesus Christ. And they have this joy and this excitement. And you see their countenance. It's like, wow, I can't see how this person is just still joyous over the circumstances that he's facing. It doesn't mean that he doesn't have it or she doesn't have it. But she still has faith. She's trusting in the living God that saved them and putting their faith in him. So the object of our faith is a choice that we have to make. It's either you, you're going to put your faith in something. So you might as well decide either you're going to put it in the world or you're going to put it in the word of God. I'd rather put it in the Word of God. We should put it in the Word of God because God will teach us how we can live in this world until he comes back. Amen? I mean, that's the important thing. All right, so we see the object of our faith. Number two, 
the opposite of faith. The opposite of faith. The object of our faith, now we will look at the opposite of faith. All right? You and I may, will understand the subject of faith better by seeing what faith is not. Okay? Now, most of us right here, if I were to ask you, uh, you know, what's the opposite of faith? We will say unbelief. Right? That's what we most, most people will answer, unbelief. But not according to Habakkuk 2.4. Look what it says. The Bible says in this verse, he says, Behold, his soul which is lifted up. His soul is lifted up. What does that mean? The opposite of faith is pride. That's what it is, according to this word. It's pride. Why? Why? Because when you and I do not believe the Lord, it is because of pride. Pride gets in the way. I mean, what may Satan fall? Pride. You know? He was, the Bible said he was lifted up, right? He said, I will sit above the throne of God. I will exalt myself. All right? It's pride. Pride got in the way. It's the opposite of faith. That's what it is. When we don't believe the Lord, it is because of pride. Why? Here's what most people say. We say, I can handle this. I can work this out. I can get myself out of this trouble. All right? And when we start doing that, we do not trust God because of pride. Because right away we start saying, I can do this. I, that's what Satan said. He put the I. Because you're prideful. I'm prideful. And when we start putting pride in there, it's the opposite of faith. And God is, you know, what are those six things God hates? It's a prideful what? Look, right? person that is prideful. God hates it. And so it's the opposite of faith, okay? Remember, faith is described in Hebrews 11.1 1 as the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, all right? Faith also is defined in, in Hebrews 12.2 as looking unto Jesus, Amen? Looking unto Jesus. That's what faith is all about. You're always looking unto Jesus, all right? Why? Because remember, either we are looking unto Jesus or in pride we are looking unto self. The choices are ours. We have to decide who am I going to look to? Am I going to look into myself or am I going to look to Jesus Christ? And when we start living by faith in every area of our life, doesn't mean we're perfect. I understand that. It's, it's something that we need to grow in, right? We grow on a daily basis. That's why it's so crucial that you and I are in the Word, right? Because the Word is going to teach us how to live, how to deal with circumstances, 
how to fight the enemy when it comes at us. The word. Remember I said in the beginning, you either in the world or you in the word. And they both are fighting for your attention. Now, depending where you're at, that's the one that you are dealing with the most. So you deal with the world, then that's when pride will start creeping in and you start saying, I can do all this by myself. I don't need anyone else. No, you need Jesus Christ in every area. Look, if we accepted Christ by faith in our lives, okay, do you think that's where it's supposed to stop? That all of a sudden, you know, Jesus, okay, I got Jesus. All right, praise the Lord, you got Jesus. But do you think that's where your faith is supposed to stop at, right there? No, it's supposed to continue. I mean, doesn't the Bible talk about different kinds of faith? Little faith, much faith, great faith, you know? How do we get that? By being in the Word. By doing what God wants us to do, by obeying Him, you know, as we do that, you know, our faith grows. Why? Because we need it. (laughs) Our faith, we need that faith because when things come in our lives, you know, you, that faith is going to hold you to continue to follow Him no matter what occurred, because you are growing in his grace and in his knowledge, and your faith gets stronger. And sometimes things do occur in life, don't they? And sometimes maybe God may bring it in. I don't know. But you know what? Maybe it's to teach you and me to have more faith in him. And if we pass the test, guess what? Your faith grows, doesn't it? Because you look back and say, man, I remember when I was going through this circumstance and that circumstance, God helped me through those things. And it made you stronger because of it. But pride will hurt you. So we see in, in, in Habakkuk 2.4, God said, remember God said of the, of the Babylonians that they were puffed up and were not upright. What does that mean? This means they were deceitful. That's what that means. The Babylonian people were deceitful. All right? Proud people are full of deceit. They try to connive, scheme, plan, outwit anyone else. They manipulate their way through life. That's what prideful people do because they think they're somebody. You know, instead of putting their faith in the one that created them, you know, they want to be somebody. They're prideful. All right? Now, so here's, here's the thing. The faith life is not live that way. Our faith, we shouldn't be that way. We shouldn't be prideful people, you know? We should be people of faith and not be prideful because of that. Remember this, deceitfulness always follows pride. That's what deceitfulness does. 
It just follows pride. Because you are trying to, in a sense, step on someone, get ahead of someone. You know, God's the one that puts up and puts down, doesn't he? Man, some of us may think, oh, man, that was supposed to be for me. But somebody else got it. And we hurt by it. And if you're not careful, pride starts to creep in because you think you're much better than that individual. And you may be. I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying God was the one, you know, that puts up and put down. And we just got to be careful that we don't let pride get in and we end up being deceitful and try to get over. No, God says we aren't supposed to live that way. You and I are to live by faith. Trust God what he has put you in. Whatever he does for you, you need to put your faith in him and trust him and realize that he will take care of everything. And I know sometimes, I understand sometimes that is very hard to do. To really put your total faith when you know sometimes you can, you, you know, we think in our mind, I can do better, <laughs> you know, or I can fix this, you know, because we're not, we're not, we're so impatient, we don't want to wait. And it's very crucial that we just trust God and live by faith and trust Him and let Him take care of the circumstances, whatever may occur, because that's what God wants us to do. All right, I gotta look at my time here. <laughs> All right, now the last one. Okay, so we see the object of our faith. Okay, and then we see the opposite of faith. Okay, uh, remember this: all who refuse to trust the Lord is caused by fr- by pride. If you, now think about it for a minute. How many of you ever went soul winning? All right? And you win this through people. Why do you think, <laughs> you know, they, they, they prideful. They don't, they don't want, it's pride that gets in the way. That's why they don't want God. Because maybe that individual, wherever he may be, he might have been, he may be someone that you know that's very well known, that's made it for himself. It's pride that gets in the way. I mean, I got so winning, people slam the door in your face. People curse you out. Send the dog after you. Yeah? <laughs> Anybody had that? You know, you got to jump on top of the car. <laughs> and hopefully that dog don't jump on top of the car. <laughs> You know, those things happen. But I'm telling you, it's pride. That's why people reject Christ. It's pride. It's, it's, it's not enough. I mean, or, or they love their sin that they live in, they, they're in. And, but it's, it's the pride that gets in the way, and they, they reject God. And so we can't be prideful people. We need to remember, we need to live by faith, trusting God. And then the last one, the outcome, the outcome of faith. So we see the object of our faith, the opposite of faith, and now we see the outcome of faith. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. Okay? We are made alive by faith in Christ. All right? Turn to Ephesians. 
Ephesians chapter 2. Let me get there. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 1. It says, And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sin. Man, you and I, when we accepted Christ as our Savior, what happened? You were quickened. You were made new. You are a new creature in Christ. You, you and I were in trespasses and sin, right? And God quickened us. He made us new. Praise the Lord that you and I, when we accepted Christ, the Bible says we are new creatures in Christ. The outcome of, of faith. Because of Christ, we are made alive. And 1 John 5, 4 says, And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Amen? Our faith. In who? In Jesus Christ. That's who we trust in, right? Because of him. You and I made a choice to put our faith in a person that died on that cross and bled, and then three days later he rose from the grave. You put your faith in him, and you are trusting him completely, the outcome of your faith. You see, that's a good thing, isn't it? That you put your faith in him, okay? So the outcome, remember, the outcome of faith is a, vict a victorious life. That's what it is, a victorious life, okay? The outcome of faith is victory, Amen. The outcome of 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 faith is victory. It's victory in who? In Jesus, right? Yes, we go through all kinds of problems here in this world. We deal with all kinds of difficulty, you know, things that come our way. But in the end, who wins? We do. Because one day we're going to be with Jesus forever and ever and ever, and we don't have to worry about any more about all the problems and difficulty that face. So we get to live 80, 90 years in this earth. What does that compare to, uh, to, to eternity when you're going to have victory all through eternity forever and ever and ever because of Jesus Christ? So because of the outcome of your faith, because you and I decided to trust in him, we have victory with Christ in our life. But the outcome of pride is deceit and destruction. That's what the Bible says, defeat and destruction for those that are prideful, that reject the one who died for them. That's what's going to happen. They're going to face defeat and destruction. Or maybe the world thinks they're successful. Maybe the world thinks they, you know, you look at all these people, oh, this person is so successful, you know, in the world's eye. I remember in the beginning I said we are facing two things. The world, we, we're fighting against the world and the word. They're trying to take your time. 
And so we, the people look at these individuals and say, oh, they are so successful. They are made in their day, but they, they pridefulness rejected Christ. And the Bible said they, they are facing destruction. Their destruction is eternal, eternal hell, isn't it? I don't think that's success, is it? <laughs> I mean, I sure don't want to be down there. You know, <laughs> I want to be with Jesus up there forever and ever and, and celebrating with him. So that's the problem there. Okay, so the outcome, remember, of faith is a victorious life. Although we do not like to see anyone fail. Anybody like to see people fail? I hope not. You know, even those that, that you may not like very much, you know, you still, you still don't want them to fail. Okay, you hopefully... Because if you do, that's pride. <laughs> you're prideful. You know, and remember, we don't want to be prideful, okay? Uh, those who are filled with pride sooner or later, okay, will fail, though. If they are prideful, they will fail. Pride people are headed for destruction. That's what the Bible says. But you and I that are living by faith, we have victory. And we're going to have a wonderful time with the Lord Jesus Christ. But those who walk by faith in Jesus Christ are promised victory with him. Amen? I mean, that's something to celebrate. That's something to say, hallelujah, praise the Lord. That's something to run down the, no, I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> run down the aisle and shout and praise God that you have victory in him. Why? Because the key for all of us here is that you and I have to learn to live by faith. We, this world is all messed up. I mean, I mean, most of us here that were born 60 years ago and know that it's a different world than when I was growing up. I mean, I, any, anybody have grandchildren or children? How many will let their grandchildren or their children that are nine years old get on the train by themselves? Or go somewhere all by themselves? You're crazy. I'm looking out the window when my, when my grandson is riding the bike or in the, in the cul-de-sac where I live at, you know, and so, why? Because we live in a different world. When I was nine years old, I used to go to Yankee Stadium on the train by myself or my, my nephew and all that. We would go to Yankee Stadium, go to the Bronx, go to Brooklyn at nine years old. Why? Because the world was different. We didn't worry about, I mean, it probably happened, you know, the kids got kidnap and things like that, but it, you never heard of it like today. It's different. It's a different world. So we can see how the world is changing. And, and the Bible says that, doesn't it, that it's going to get worse and worse. So as it's getting worse and worse, then you know what? You and I better learn to increase our faith. We need to learn to live by faith. Because if you let what's happening in this world, it can tear you apart. You know, it, it can discourage you. It can 
<laughs> depress you. But you can't look at that. You got to look at who has the victory. And that is Jesus Christ. He's the one that gives us the victory as we learn to live by faith. In Jesus Christ, he's promised victory. Turn to 1 John chapter 2. Let me get there. First John chapter 2 and uh, verses of 15 and uh, 15 through 17. Look what the Bible says. All right. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. You see that? All right. The battle that you and I are, that are facing today is between following the world or the word of God. That's the battle. And the choice is ours. What battle are we going to take? You know, I'd rather, <laughs> see, we need to be in the word. You know, I mean, it, it, it amazes me today, you know, that we uh, as Christians are not in the word as much as we should. It's, it's, it's sad. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We need, we need to bombard ourselves in God's word as much as we can, you know? I mean, um, for example, for me, I'm in my car. I got a CD, the New Testament, because I can't get the Old Testament. It's too long, so I use the New Testament, all right? And I put that in all the time I'm driving when I'm going out visiting or, you know, do whatever it is. Even in the morning when I get in the car, I mean, I read my Bible in the morning. But I put the CD in and I, I listen to the New Testament. Then I'll listen to music, you know, and all that. But most of the time I'm listening to the Word of God. Right? And I, I probably just listening to the New Testament, I probably listen to that maybe by the end of the year, maybe about nine or ten times. Just the New Testament. Why? Because I, I want the Word of God to saturate my mind. You know, the Bible talks about renewing your mind, you know, on a consistent basis. Why? Because we are bombarded with the things of the world. I mean, most of you thank the Lord. I, I'm in the ministry, so I'm not, uh, before I got in the ministry, I was in the world, working in the world, and I know what it's like to be around those that don't know Christ and they're saying things or, or, you know, telling all kinds of jokes that you don't want to hear. And it affects, you know. So that's why it's so vital for us to constantly be in the Word and listening to it and reading it and try to do as much as we can to renew our mind on a consistent basis so that we can increase our faith and trust God 
in the way we live on a consistent basis because it's vital in this time of age that we are living in, 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 today's, in today's world. So remember, the, it's, it's be, the, we are, the battle we face is between following the world or the word of God. So the question I'm asking you tonight, how shall we live? The Bible says, the just shall live by his faith. Okay? By faith. That's what God is saying to us. It's something that you have and I have to choose on a daily basis to live by faith. Because he's coming. God is coming, you know? And I mean, as I, as pastors preaching these messages on the end time, that's awesome, ain't it? And, and, and we see it in front of our eyes, things that are taking place around the world and all that in the Middle East and even in our country, how, and, I mean, just listening to that news again about the company bring the, that chip in, it's just a matter of time when that rat, that trumpet is going to sound. You know, and the Bible said, the dead in Christ shall rise, and we which are alive will be caught up in the air with him. But until then, you and I need to learn on a consistent basis to live by faith, trusting in the one that saved us. We did it by faith, trusting him. So now we must learn on a consistent basis, no matter what, is to grow in his faith. He'll give us the strength and he'll increase our faith. And so when the battle comes and things come, you stay strong and keep going forward for him 